A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's original... I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Man, we've got a super intense tragedy today. The Donner Party. Now, I've been camping twice in my life, and both times, I've always thought, How long could I survive in the wilderness before I had to eat my husband and my friends? It's a legit question that some people have had to ask themselves, including the Donner Party. The Donner Party was a group of American pioneers that set out for California in a wagon train. The sweet spot for departure was usually in mid to late April, but for unknown reasons, the Donner Party didn't leave Independence, Missouri until mid-May. They were the last major pioneer train of 1846, and their late start left little room for error. Unfortunately, they were delayed by a series of mishaps, mistakes, and weather-related setbacks, and spent the winter of 1846 to 1847 snowbound in the Sierra Nevada. 
The part of their story that you probably remember from history class is that at some point, the pioneers ended up resorting to cannibalism in order to survive. Fun facts, AKA death stats. There were roughly 87 members of the Donner Party. Only 47 survived. Of the people who got stranded, half were under 18 years old and six were infants. 16 people out of the 87 in the Donner Party were under four years old. All of the Donner children were left orphaned. Only two families, the Reeds and the Breens, survived the ordeal intact. No adult over the age of 49 survived. There were 54 males and 33 females, but more women survived than men. Findings from those who survived support the argument that females are better able than males to withstand conditions marked by famine and extreme cold. So today we have uh, one of my dearest friends, Clayton Early, on uh, the show. Clayton, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? <laughs> also, a, my dear friend, thank you for saying yes, that. Yes, we're dear, dear, dear. <laughs> Um, now, Clayton, when I was thinking about people that I wanted to bring in for the Donner Party, mm-hmm. uh, I thought of, okay, so here's a little backstory, everyone. Clayton and I are in a sketch comedy group together. We've been friends since college. Mm-hmm. We've spent a lot of time traveling together. This is true. Yeah, as a sketch group. <laughs> and, you know, Clayton and I are kind of the, the parents of the group. This is very true. <laughs> and uh, we, we, when we were touring as a sketch comedy group, there were a lot of logistics that Clayton and I had to deal with. Mm-hmm. And uh, for instance, you know, we, we'd get uh, everyone in the, in the sketch group to, we had to get eight people to travel to a college, mm-hmm. you know. That's a huge undertaking for someone who can barely take care of themselves. Yes, yes. Um, so I, I'm reminded of this time that we were, I, it was one of our early college shows and you showed up, you were in charge of all the money mm. and you, you were in charge of giving us all stipends <laughs> yeah. and ba- back when we were official. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Clayton showed up that morning with eight envelopes. They all had $40 in each envelope and every envelope had a, a people's names on it. So it was like Rebecca mm-hmm. Delgado. He, he, I think you even made one for yourself. I'm pretty <laughs> yes, sure. <laughs> I mean, everybody else got one. I want one too. And I just want to say, like, this is why I think you're perfectly, um, you're perfect for this episode. You don't trust even yourself, right? That you are going to remember to give someone. Uh, their money or you also don't trust that someone might not steal your money Mm -hmm. uh you also don't trust that uh you'll you won't lose the money right right so that kind of like insanity and anxiety that comes with travel Mm -hmm. is really special i feel like something that's coming to my mind related to this is that on one of our first road trips this is back in the days of MapQuest, and there were no google maps (laughs) we printed out a very detailed you know list of directions from MapQuest, and we were driving out of new york city we were going to south carolina i think yes and we instantly we left new york crossed the george washington bridge got into new jersey where there was a maze of highways and immediately missed our exit and we were like well 
we don't know where we're going now. We literally don't know what to do because you can't backtrack and there's only this printed thing. I remember it vividly. We could have died and eaten each other if it were olden times. I was in the pa- I was in the uh, co-pilot seat. Yes. And uh, I didn't know what to do. I wasn't even from New York. <laughs> I hadn't been outside New York City right. Right. on a highway. So, uh, you know, travel is intense. Mm-hmm. You know, travel... You know, we we have planned many outings and uh, many things together. So I was like, who would never let the kind of thing that happened to the Donner party? Who would never let that happen? I think what would be in, what's interesting about us is we tend to uh, line up pretty frequently. Yeah. Like we we tend to like have the same amount of caution or rationale. What would be interesting which I think from what I know about like brief history of the Donner party is if there's a new dynamic, a new personality with a strong opposing view. And that is where we would be like, what do we do with this person? If there now? was another Clayton. <laughs> yeah. But at, like opposite Clayton. <laughs> but we'll call him uh, Jeff. Yeah. God, Jeff. Ugh. So yeah, so we've planned a lot of stuff and we're definitely type A personalities like in my mind, what happened to the Donners, like, if I was the leader, that would never happen. Mm-hmm. If you were the leader, that would never happen. I mean, I've been to your wedding. Mm-hmm. I know how perfectly curated. It would have been very planned to a T, and people probably would have hated me or us. Yeah. But they would have been thankful when they got there alive and on time. Yes. And, and, and you know, that's one of the, th- the most thankless parts of the job. <laughs> yeah. Because when you're alive, no one's like, I could have been dead. Yeah, thank you for right? keeping me alive. They're just like, you're <laughs> no. annoying. I didn't want to do that. It's like, but if you're about to die, you're like, oh, I hate you for putting me in this death position. So it's a thankless right. job. We should start using that more often just in regular life, I guess. Just like, you should do this for me because you won't die then. Yeah. Or just like whenever you come over right. and we have a nice night, then I'll be like, thank you for this wonderful night and thank you for us not dying. Right, right. Yeah, Go we get took me a glass care of, of water. Other. If you don't, the ceiling might collapse and kill you. So you should leave now to get that water, husband. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> husband? Hus- you know, I'm, that's a conversation between me and Mike. Okay. <laughs> Go get me a glass of water. If you don't, you'll die. I thought you were calling me your <laughs> no. husband, which is no, fine. No, I had transitioned I like to my husband life. <laughs> so, I mean, the Donner Party was crazy. Mm-hmm. We And we can get started because we have to figure out who's to blame. And there are a lot of people that um, really fall under that category. Now, something about the... I, I was trying to explain this to my husband and... and I was telling him that, Chris, who you know, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, all of this wouldn't have happened if it weren't for this guy called Lanford Hastings. Yeah, he's a bad dude. Bad, bad, bad guy. Okay, for for those who don't know, this... Uh, now, I'm going to read you something. This is all according to history.com. Lanford... This is about Lanford Hastings. Okay. Age 27. For some reason, I wrote that down. <laughs> it was important So he's to full me. of himself. <laughs> He's a young stud who thinks he knows it all. Okay. Although 27 at that time was like late 30s. Right. It it feels like late 30s. Anyway, (laughs) after reaching Wyoming, most California-bound pioneers followed a route that swooped north through Idaho before turning south and moving across Nevada. But in 1846, however, a dishonest guidebook author named Lanford Hastings was promoting a straighter and supposedly quicker path that 
cut through the mountains and across the Salt Lake Desert. So to promote to promote this shortcut, he sent riders to deliver flyers to the emigrants on the trail. And the Donner Party actually received one of these flyers. Um, there was just one problem. No one had traveled this Hastings cutoff with wagons. Right. Not even Hastings himself. So despite the obvious risks, the Donner Party elected to break off from the usual route and gamble on Hastings' back road. They... Now... Let's just talk. I'm going to pause right right there. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. So (laughs) first let's talk about the Donner Party and how they were, they left in mid-May. Now, usually the the pioneers left in mid to late April because, you know, it took a certain amount of time and they had to get to the other side. Before the snows came. Before the snow. Right. Very logical and great. For some reason, the the Donners were a little late. Mm-hmm. They maybe couldn't get their act together, A few too, packed a few too many things in their wagons, and they didn't start until May, mm-hmm. which is already, like, to me, anxiety building, right? Depending on what kind of traveler you are, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you like to get to the airport two hours early, that's stressful. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I'm there three if possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so so they, they, they start off on this trek. And I mean, what kind of a person gets a flyer and is told that, you know, there's this short this shortcut and they're like, OK, let's just let's you know, what the heck? Mm-hmm. I guess they were running late anyway. So they thought the shortcut could possibly help them. Right. Which is really sick. Well, I think also what's interesting about it is it's like you're it's not this is still like uncharted territory. They're like going to the Great West and only so many settlers have done it before them. So it's like, I don't know, know, maybe different times. But like, why do you trust suddenly this new flyer, this new guy? You're just like, sure, we'll go on this new route that a few people have done like you just trust that blindly <laughs> i mean i guess you bring up a good point these are already the kind of people who are 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 risk takers right. they're right. they're willing to gamble you know the the whole idea of the pioneers going to the west was that uh, they wanted to buy cheap land so they're just like and and the, these were wealthy people the, right. the people in the donner party were pretty wealthy and they just wanted to they wanted more Right. It was what is it the the manifest destiny. Manifest right? destiny. This was, and this was, was pre gold rush, so there right. wasn't even gold. Going to develop the land and take it from the natives. Yeah, because <laughs> it was their manifest destiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, America! They, they sound like super awesome people. Yeah. Um. But so so in this group, and we should talk about the group because it's not just the Donner family. Mm-hmm. There are. It's called the Donner Party, but there are a bunch of families. Um, 87 people total. So I know there's the Reeds are a big one. Yes. The Breens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the Graves. You've got the, you know, others. <laughs> the Keys, <laughs> Those are the big Ke- names. Keysburg. The Breens, I think there's yes. a Keysburg in there. Yes. The Murphys. You know, so it, it's a community and they're all kind of like riding together. I feel like too, from the little bit I have read about to familiarize myself, Hastings was... Like, it seems like true, like, American, like, greed story, where he was like, I can create this new path. And he was trying to sell books. 
Yes. So it's like, I want to get people. He was staying at like the whatever the like fort was that people would show up before they went on the normal path to be like, no, you should go my way. Because in my mind, it's like he's this young kid who wants to strike it rich. So if he can convince people to go on his path and start selling his guidebook, it's just about like it's greed. Yeah. It's really what it is. And I read, I I forget where I read this, but, um, you know, he, well, I don't want to give. I'm sorry. I digress. I need to tell you what happens. Okay. So the, the Donner uh, party elects to go on Hastings, you know, shortcut and, but they're a week late, so they can't travel with Hastings himself. So Hastings says, not a big deal. I'll leave you notes. I'm going to leave. I have to leave with this, this other group that I have to take, but you guys just follow my notes, follow my tracks. Right. And they're like, Okay. <laughs> At that point, I'm pretty sure that from what I read, Tamson Donner, mm-hmm. she's the wife of, of George Donner, who we'll learn about later. But Tamson is like, by all accounts, very gloomy, sad, and dispirited. About going on Hastings. At the thought of okay. turning, okay. you know, going yes. to Hastings, whom she considered a selfish adventurer. That That's a quote. So, but of course, you know, George Donner was like, shush, shush. Right. Shush. <laughs> Different. <laughs> so had they listened right. to Tamsin Donner, this, we wouldn't even be here. We wouldn't be talking about this. I mean, it's like the, you're, you, you're a parent with a bunch of young kids <laughs> and someone says, we can go this on new route and someone's leaving us notes or we can go the route that everybody else is like waving goodbye from like we're going this route that we know people have made it on and it kind of like comes down to that classic like husband and wife fighting in the car about we should go this way or that way yeah but 1846 is it (laughs) like yeah you got to imagine that unfortunately the woman probably just got shut right down yeah and this is what we're doing i'm the man i mean so like next time you're in the car and your partner is driving and they refuse to use ways and mm. then you're sitting in traffic <laughs> for half an hour more than you needed to be then eat their you arm. can just <laughs> <laughs> or you could just say honey i am gloomy sad and dispirited yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like slowly wither away in the passenger seat so, I mean, this shortcut ended up, like, adding an extra month to their entire journey. So, let's just start off the bat. I right. feel really confident about this. Maybe we put up Hastings up on the board because mm-hmm. this guy, this 27-year-old is really rubbing me the wrong way. And now I'll tell you guys. He, apparently, Hastings died. Like, he was a real, uh, what do you call it? Like, I want to get more. Uh, Mm. Not a trendsetter, but those people who were always coming up with new ideas. Um, And I I think he died, from what I read, he died on a ship to Brazil, trying to get people to go to Brazil. Hmm. Um, So he was always looking for the next best thing. Right. He was a little bit of a scam artist. (laughs) (laughs) What are you running from? Right. Uh, his full name is Lanford Hastings, which I already hate him because mm-hmm. Lanford, I'm sorry for you Lanfords out there. Yeah. Lan Ford. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have stress and anxiety we carry around as we go about our everyday life. At The Alarmist, we know it's always better to say it out loud and talk it through. Whenever I stress about the sinking of the Titanic, I don't sit with those thoughts in a dark room. I turn on the lights and dive right into it. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and work through what's really going on. Maybe you can't stop spiraling or catastrophizing. I started therapy over 10 years ago and never looked back. If you're thinking of starting therapy... Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Heck, we sometimes change our minds and rethink the verdict at The Alarmist. And that's also okay when it comes to therapists. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Alarmist today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash alarmist. Lanford Hastings. So I'm pretty, uh, I'm feeling good about that. What do you think? I feel he's definitely a candidate. He's definitely someone that we should look into. Yeah. A- and feel free to throw in any candidates. Okay. Okay. Who you think. I- I- I'm not going to say, you know, Tamsin Donner. She's, you know, she's a victim. She's a victim. She's a victim. But let's talk about George Donner. Okay. And let's talk about uh, James Reed. Yeah, Reed too. Reed. Screw Reed, right? Yeah, yeah. From you what read I, about Reed? A little bit about Reed. He seems like a real stubborn Irishman. Well, ironically, he was one of the ideal leaders because he had been actually in the U.S. for 
a considerable amount of time longer than everyone else. Again, these people are new. They don't even know the land. And they're like, let's go on a trip. Right. Um, and he had military experience. But what it says here, the autocratic attitude had rum- rubbed many in the party the wrong way. And they saw him as an aristocrat aristocratic, imperious, and ostentatious man. He was an asshole. Yeah, he was a jerk. You're like, I <laughs> so don't they follow this asshole. So they just didn't like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was super qualified. Right. And... But was Reed, was he, advo- he was advocating to go on Hastings Trail? He, he, uh, yes, he okay. was. And so was and so George was Donner. Donner. He was actually much older. He was in his 60s. And he uh, was kind of the the first choice to be the leader because people just thought that he was much nicer. But all of them, uh, I was reading somewhere that every single person in the Donner party lacked uh, the specific skills and experience to actually travel through the mountains. So right. That's no a lot of one arrogance. was qualified. There's a lot of arrogance to know that you to go on a trip like that and think we'll be fine. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, as someone who I would was never planned, do that. No, I, I would never, <laughs> especially when other people are coming with right, you. Right. You know? I would never be like Harvard Sailing Team. Someone um, will know how to chop let's down Let's just all go to the airport. And right. I'm sure that the college, uh, where where is it? In Philadelphia? I'm sure we could get a, a plane ticket once right. we get to the airport. Eight people. Right. So we've got James Reed, George Donner. I feel like we need to, I'm going to put them up both up on the board okay. because as leaders, they can't come without fault. Well, and other than her name is Tamson Donner. Tamson. So the two people who are basically the best candidates to lead this group, this party, both agreed that we should take the shortcut. Yes. Tamson was the other one who was like, I feel a little worried about this. So it's not like even the two leaders had to debate, you know, or it's like one was going this and the other. Like, no, we both agree we should go this way. So it's like, okay. Right. You're complicit. Yeah. <laughs> so Tamsin is like, I, I just feel so bad for Tamsin because she was obviously the the most clear-headed mm-hmm. of the group. <laughs> but it was, unfor- unfortunately, she was a woman. Mm. Here's where it gets kind of juicy, right? But they're going along the way and the two wagons... Two wagons get tangled, right? Right. And one of the the people who I, I think is this guy John Snyder starts beating the ox of the other wagon, mm. and Reed kind of intervenes, and Snyder turns to whip him or to hit him, mm-hmm. and Reed then plunges a knife into Snyder. I did read about this, and he killed him. He killed him. This is on. This is when they're on the trail. This is on the actual. This is when they have actually left Hastings Trail. Yes, like on the pass. So tensions are high. People are getting killed. And oh, what 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 I read was that uh, the Donners were actually a day ahead, and so the leader wasn't there. It's just the rest of them, and the United States laws aren't applicable. In past the, west the continental, of the continental divide. divide, that is insane. Yes, and so that, that what's there? They're them without their leader. They just it, make their own justice. Yeah, they're like, well, 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 yeah. what should we do? He killed someone. Some, uh, I think it was Keys Keysburg. Uh, he says, I think we should hang. I think we should hang Reed. And eventually, they just agree that they're just going to let Reed go, and they're going to they banish him. Banish him. Yeah. And they're going to continue on. Reed has an entire family that's on this trail. And so they just give him a horse. Do they even give? I think they give him a horse. No, I think what I read was they banish him and 
they like send him on his way. He's not allowed to travel. He has to leave his family behind. And they didn't give him any supplies. But one of his daughters snuck off the next day and brought him a horse and a rifle and like some provisions. <laughs> I mean, again, another woman has the foresight right. to kind of save the day. I mean, true Wild West. This is oh, truly yeah. the Wild West. You know, at, it, this is the part in the story where you're like, okay, well, Reed was a jerk. So maybe, you know, maybe evil, maybe good does win sometimes, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. But when you know the outcome of the story, you realize he was so blessed. Yes. <laughs> so blessed the to have been. The ever happened to him. Oh. <laughs> so let this be a, a lesson. Evil always wins. Although, and I'm sure we'll get there, he does kind of like semi-redeem himself. In the end, yeah. Semi. Semi. We've got to the, James and George. Yes, James Got Reed and, and Donner up. And and we've got Hastings, you know. Can I just throw in one thing that yeah. something that I read that I thought was like totally sketchy? Yes. I don't know if this deserves to be th- up on the board, but I read somewhere that these there was a man who ran this fort that was like the last pit before you broke off or went like the regular Oregon Trail or this um, Hastings cutoff. And he knew that it would be advantageous for him and his business if people were going through the Hastings Trail because I guess it was they would bring more people to his his little store. So um, there was a man who went before the Donna Party even got to this fort and started going on the Hastings Trail. There was a man who went ahead on horse Uh and turned back because he was like, "There's no way wagons are going to be able to get through here." So he turned back and left a warning for the Donna Party, which he knew was on the way and planning on taking it. Not to do it. Oh, no. And the guy crumpled up. No! There's, there's theories that they, because they didn't want it to hurt their business, concealed <gasps> that information so that they had, didn't get the message and went on the trail anyway. So can you, let's put What's up the guy, guy's name? Guy with, who crumpled up warning. Yeah, well, he owns like That's whatever. Dirty. It's like a It's like a really crappy a post, like an outpost okay. in the middle of the West. And he was the guy who... He just wanted to make more money. He was by- working with Hastings. He was like, yeah, you're going to be more business? Great, I'll tell people to go on your path. That's dirty. That's like, you know, that's like fraudulent. That's dirty. That's corruption. dirty. So they continue. What, what really happens is that the par- party forges on. It's, it's a terrible... They're having to like cut trees and uh, wagon wheels are breaking so it's taking them much longer than expected but finally they do get back on the regular trail um it just right it's just it a delayed month later. them so much right yeah. that's the crazy thing is it they took a shortcut that delayed them a month and it's like, it's not like they just got lost on this trail the trail just messed up their whole time yeah so the trail didn't kill them Mm-mm. they actually got stranded on the regular mm-hmm. on the regular trail which was the only thing that might have saved them because what happens is they're they're getting over um it's mid-november at this point right right and it's obviously getting cold we've all we all know what thanksgiving feels like <laughs> <laughs> we all know how like we put on our sweaters it's sweater weather <laughs> Break up the we, winter we coat. think it's cute because right. we're drinking apple cider right um, but it's, if you're a pioneer, it's not that cute Mm-mm. and they get stuck in the mountains, <laughs> if, right? If you're a pioneer, it's not that cute. <laughs> no, mid November is not cute. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so you're, they're up in the mountains and it starts to snow and they're like, oh shit, like this is not good. So they apparently were, there were cabins 
Did yes, you read this? So there, there are some, some cabins, cabins from from before. From random other settlers. Yes. Or, yeah. And so they're like, well, let's take shelter in, in these cabins, you know, wait out the snow because... Uh, it, 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 can't I don't move. think they realized how bad their situation was at the moment. So, you know, I, I think it was one of the, the reeds or the breens, whatever, they, they take the, the major cabin and next to it, like a few people like build some cabins that are adjacent to it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's 87 people. Mm-hmm. It One cabin isn't going to do for everyone. Right. And they're like different families and no one's getting along and everyone's pissed at each other. And then the Donners who are, oh, this was the other thing. The Donners are a day behind because their wagon wheel broke. Yes. And George was fixing the, the wagon wheel. He gets his hand sliced. Yes. And he's like, ah, it's fine. It's just a little scratch. But, you know. You guys go ahead. Exactly. You guys go ahead. We'll be fine. They're, so they're, they start building a, a cabin that's like six miles away. So all of a sudden, their quote unquote leader is six miles from where everyone else is. I mean, I run the reservoir and mm-hmm. I know that one loop is 2.2 miles. So it's like running the reservoir. <laughs> Three times. Like straight up a mountain, too. Up a mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Not flat land. So it's not like a practical living situation. So everyone's cold. They're starting to eat their ox. They're starting to eat their dogs. Which have like, by this point, have either died or some have been shot by Indians who like were right. like trolling these settlers at the time. Well, that was the other thing. The natives, you know, the Native Americans would come and steal their ox mm-hmm. and, and while they were sleeping. So they'd wake up and they'd be like, oh, where's my horse? <laughs> Are you Do we? Native Americans? Oh God, no! I mean... They can't be blamed for anything. No, absolutely not. No, we can't blame the Native Americans. But... They were taking what was right. They were just. They just were like, "Who are these passerby? Why are you they here? You yeah, why are you well, here?" Uh, apparently, they were also doing it uh, in retaliation because the. Uh, the the pioneers would just shoot at the Native Americans sure. for no reason. Sure. I'm sure that's true. <laughs> so they were just trolling, honestly. <laughs> they were trolling, and, and as they should. Right. As they should. I mean, let's talk cannibalism, right? Right. Before we get to that, yeah, I want to say one thing that I found very interesting in my reading was that they were, when they got like pretty desperate, they were eating the like hide did you read this? Yes. They were like boiling the hide that they were using to like warm themselves and in their shoes into like a gluey texture. Yes. Like imagine just being like so hungry that you're like eating leather straps. <laughs> and and they started eating clothes. They would rip off like parts of pants so that I mean, that's it hunger. would just fill them that up. That is hunger. Yeah. I mean, clearly they were, <laughs> they were very. So, you know, life is miserable. Every uh, Like the cabins are cramped. They're filthy. And, you know, you can't go out for days and people are eating shoes. People are eating like boiling ox bones. Yes. And the cabins are like, it was like something like eight feet of snow, right? Like buried in snow. Oh, yeah. Like holes in the snow that you would get into your cabin. So they're, they're not going anywhere. Right. And food is out. So after a month, they decide that they need to send out a search party in foot on mm-hmm. foot. So this is when cannibal the, the cannibalism really starts. <laughs> this is where it gets really fun and exciting. <laughs> Woo-hoo. 
So they set 15. Okay, the 15 people who are the, the healthiest, the strongest at the moment. It's 10 guys and uh, five women. Mm-hmm. And they set out to they, they make shoes for them because they have to snowshoe their way out right and as they're walking out um it, it's taking them a long time much longer than they thought it would and they're starting to starve and and they're on the verge of dyings so they start eating their shoes don't they they yes they start <laughs> eating the shoes that they need to walk in the snow so i mean i can't even put myself in this position imagine eating your converse because you're starving (laughs) (laughs) so they they start just uh considering like drawing lots uh for human sacrifice or uh, having two of the men square off in a duel yes this is the most (laughs) exciting part about this for me because To me, like, one thing I'm a huge fan of is just, like, true, like, the human condition. Oh, like, yeah. We are so, and I've said this for years, there's just, like, a fine line between, like, what is, like, our civil, normal life and absolute chaos. <laughs> and we have set ourselves up in a very comfortable way. But back when there's not that many niceties to get you through, it's, like, it's every man for himself and, like, kill or be killed. And imagine, like, the psychology of being, like, We've been starving. We're on a mountain. We don't know where we're going or if we're going to survive. So I will eat you. Like, let's duel it out. Yeah. Like, that's not... We are... I, I, can't, I think it would take so much in a modern time to get to that point. Whereas I could see it, you getting in there a little quicker back then. It's like, what else... What else are you living for? You're well, just I mean, moving. Think about like I don't, I don't know. It's not not you're not doing this with your best friend, right? You're not they're they're not on this journey with right. their best friends, but they're in this journey with acquaintances and people they've gotten to know over months. So it's like I don't know, like your new your new uh, group of friends at work. You just started a new job and you've got this new group of friends and you've been going to happy hour for a few months and you're getting to know each other and all of a sudden it's dire and you're all. In right. a circle being like, okay, who's going to fight so that one person dies and we can eat them? If you had any beef with one person, that person is probably right at the top of the list. <laughs> exactly. It's like, why, you know, everybody else is cool. The what, What's happening at the same time is that there's two, for some reason, I don't understand why, and, and maybe someone out there uh, knows why, but there are two natives, Native Americans who are with them at the time. I think their their names are Lewis and... Uh, Sandoval, Salvador, Lewis and Salvador. I don't know if they, they were traveling with them or why, but they're part of the group. And at that time, what, what's unspoken in, in a lot of the Wikipedia stuff and what I read in some of the books is that just the, 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 the way that people, their feelings toward the Native Americans was just that they were lesser people. Sure. Right. And they, that's why they would take their land. No problem. Um, and so the, the two Native American, Lewis and oh, uh, yes, Salvador, they start getting scared that they're going to be the first ones eaten because, I mean, I remember, all yes. bets are off. Someone, and I read about this, someone mentioned it and someone gave them a warning. Oh. And said, you guys better get out of here because you're going to be eaten. <laughs> I wish Probably we- one of the women was like, get out of here. <laughs> you're going to be eaten. So they do. They leave. They, leave. They bounce. 
And eventually some people die. And so they're, they just start eating the people who have died. So they don't end up not having to do a duel, but they die. (laughs) They die and they eat them. And, you know, it gives them the energy they need in order to almost finish the trip. But then they're starving again and they don't know what to do. And they run into the two guys. They run into Luis and Salvador, who are who A, had said, I don't want to eat other people, so I'm going to leave. And B, you're probably going to eat me, so I'm going to leave. Right. So they run into the two guys uh, towards the end of the trek and they're starving and you know almost near death and right. so at this point there's five girls and two guys left so there's only Jeez. seven left the all, the five girls are still kicking from from the beginning mm-hmm. so one of the guys goes up without telling the rest of the group goes up to the two native americans and shoots them mm. in the head mm. This is so right for like a horror movie adaptation or something. I mean, this I'm is like real. It hasn't been. God, it's just like I mean, like this is like a Quentin Tarantino film or something. You know, something really, ooh. And so just ruthless. They eat them. They eat those two guys, and that's what helps them make this journey. And it, I, I'm pretty sure it took like over a month mm-hmm. for them to get to some ranch or wherever they were going. Mm-hmm. Um, so look, this is a, a, a half baked idea of mine, Okay. but I think that we should put just cannibalism up on the board or to bl- cannibalism <laughs> is to blame for the genre party or just, um, <laughs> anyone who, uh, uh, did cannibalism or okay. or was involved with cannibalism the, the first do you do they know specifically who the first person was to suggest it yes i remember i can't remember it was one of the guys it was on a this, guy i want to say it was snowshoe Foster. party i can't remember <laughs> he was the first one to suggest it because the first conversation was like you said it was either a duel or um one of us should die to save the others and be eaten Right, right. I can't. It's some. Guy. I think it was. I think his name was Foster. Okay. I mean, we could say Foster, the the first guy to resort to cannibalism. Yeah. I'm gonna put the first sicko. Mm-hmm. First sicko. Oh, by the way, for for you history buffs out there, they were called. This group was called the four. Uh, they were called oh. the Forlorn Hope. Which is they so don't, sad. They didn't call themselves that, right? No, no, That's what history called. calls them. We're the Forlorn Hope. We're the oh, seven yeah. Forlorn Hopes. <laughs> That's our posse. That's a great name for a sketch comedy group. Right. Um, Lots of laughs. <laughs> so they get to the camp and they're like, okay, we need rescuers, clearly. For, they send a, a, a rescue. Oh, they, didn't they? This is a little tidbit. But I heard, I read that when this, when the people who survived this showed up at the camp, they were so like ragged and malnourished that people ran from them at first. Oh yeah, they were Because scared. they looked just like disgusting. <laughs> like probably like zombies, like wandering out of the mountains. Like, <laughs> and people ran from them and then they, of course, helped them. Yeah. So there, there's uh, rescue missions, like a bunch of them. There, There's four total. Um, but the... You know, first one is like shocked. Oh my God, these people are, are dying. And they take like 22 people with them and they leave the weaker ones back. And that's when the cannibalism really gets intense back at the camp. So 
the no one died during the interim between the first relief party and the the second relief party, but they started eating the the people who had already died to the point where like it's it's documented that um one of the the rescuers showed up unannounced. Oh, so they weren't expecting the second yes. rescue mission. They showed up unannounced to the camp and a a rescuer sees one of the campers, the pioneers, holding a, a human leg. He was holding a human leg in his hand. And the rescuer just kind of like, <clears throat> like makes himself known. And the guy just throws he it threw down it, on the floor. <laughs> yes. He threw it, yes, into, I think they said a hole that was the entrance to his family's cabin. So he just like threw it into his family. Who were probably he just like, <laughs> image of someone like bippity like walking with a leg and then getting caught and just like i didn't do it right. i didn't touch it that wasn't me what was that <laughs> what's that that's terrible i mean showing up as a rescuer what's your mindset you're like i'm safe here <laughs> or like let's get the f out of here these people got crazy <laughs> i mean the but there were rules too so they were like you're not you, some people wouldn't eat their own family yes. Yes, they made sure to preserve the At separate least in body the parts. Yeah. So in that you beginning. weren't eating the dead from your own family. That's very civilized when you're eating bodies. <laughs> so there are, you know, there are rules. Mm-hmm. So they discover that there's, you know, a bunch of bodies um, in a tent. And oh, George Donner at this point, his like, in fact, he's got like his whole arm has been infected from that little cut right that he's got he like had. crazy gangrene right yeah he i think it's, it's like all the way up to his shoulder and so finally you know they get everyone out and the last person to be rescued of course george donner um dies tamson mm-hmm. uh stays back with george until the fight until the very end even though she's healthy but she doesn't want him to die alone and then this is where it gets crazy so there's this other guy, Kiesberg, right? He's the guy who wanted to hang Reed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. back back when he got banished. And Kiesberg's like kind of gone crazy. And he was already kind of a bad guy. He had a reputation for hitting his wife, I think. Mm. So he's already a shitty guy. And he's going crazy. And apparently... When he was found, he was found with a bunch of body parts littered <gasps> no around way. his cabin. Like he he went mad. So the three people left at camp are George, Tamson, and Keysburg. George dies. Gangrene. Tams- gangrene. Infection. He's dead. Dead. Tamson is apparently like I got to get to my kids, and and she's very healthy, and she starts to set out but then dies. So what nobody knows is, according to Kiesberg, she like fell in the lake and got cold Mm. and and died, you know, died from freezing. Or Kiesberg killed her. And apparently he, uh, he boasted or he bragged about eating Tamsin later on. Wow. Real villain. Not he never he never said he killed her, but, but he, he did. Consume he bragged her. about consuming her. Wow. I mean, this guy. We got to put Keysburg up. I I don't know if it was his fault, but there's just some 
dirtiness that happened mm-hmm. with this guy. K e s e. B e r g, Keysburg. I think that's how you say it. Sounds right. Um, Something so, to note too yeah. here is that this is where I was saying earlier. I feel like Reed semi redeemed himself, even though he killed a man and was like a real asshole and was banished. He led. He was the one who was petitioning people back in California to send a search party. Mm. Selfishly, I think because he wanted to like recover his family. Yeah. But he was a big part of, we got to go save these people and like spreading the word. So it's kind of redeeming in a way. I mean, he's a controversial figure, yeah. that read. Um, I, and every episode, I kind of like to talk about a possible hero. Mm. There's this guy, John, his name is John Stark for our Game of Thrones fans out there. Really? <laughs> re- his name was really John Stark. And he was one of the rescuers who came, I think it was the third mission. And. There were a bunch of kids at that point who couldn't walk themselves. And so he led nine kids or, or, or a, a group of nine, sometimes like putting three kids on his body, carrying them wow. at once. And that's how he got nine people out. So there are a few heroes out there. Well, I mean, that's not our business to claim heroes. That's not what we do Mm-mm. here. But, you know, shout out to John Stark. <laughs> Good man. So we've got, let me just read for everyone who we've got up on the list. We've got Lanford Hastings, James Reed, um, George Donner, the Crumple uh, Note Man, the first sicko zombie who ate a human flesh, and Keysburg, the bad guy who ate Tamsin, and a a bunch of other people. And tell me what you think. I just want to throw up uh, on the board. I just want to throw up. <laughs> I'd like to throw up too. <laughs> I want to throw on the board just westward, westward expansion and American greed. I absolutely was going to say I think we need to throw greed or like capitalism or something up there. I mean, these people a bigger just, theoretical. Yes, they wanted uh, a land, and so I feel like that deserves a little bit of blame. Well, and I think what's interesting about that is it weaves its way. It's not just that these settlers wanted more. It's that there were ways, there were things that were happening along the trail, like Hastings and his own greed redirecting them so that he could make a buck. Right. Like it's kind of like, it, it's definitely like rooted in a lot of what's happening. It's woven in. And there were people who, once they were on the trail, they were bartering, saying like, I will pay you double for that ox if you'll give me some food because we're a poor family. They'd run out of food. <sighs> so there's like, you know, sure. And then people claiming like, you have to pay me now because now we're really starving. So there's like it's, it's money. It's, it's clouding money. a lot of money. people's vision. <laughs> money, 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 money. It's Also, it's itchy feet. We could blame itchy feet. So sure. it's like, why, why did they have to go west? They were probably all fine. They had a nice house. They... they <laughs> They all had nice houses. There were streets. (laughs) So why do they need bigger land and bigger houses? So itchy feet. Let's put itchy itchy feet feet up on the board. Itchy feet. Um, Okay. Are there any other uh, people or things that you want to put up there? Um, No. Not that I can I think, think that of. this is a good... We know what we could do is we could, we could put the media on there. They're easy to blame for a lot of things. <laughs> because the media was writing big stories about the expansion west. There you go. 
And people were reading about this in the paper and they were glorifying. And even after this happened, there are accounts that like certain newspapers are going into like crazy graphic detail, like really sensationalized detail about how they ate each other and murdered each other. So just like a good old fashioned media Oh, hype. that's juicy. <laughs> Pre-inquirer. <laughs> right. That's good stuff. Right. Okay, so maybe we start crossing people off and, and, and we'll eventually come up with who is to blame, right? Okay. Um, I, I'm, I say we keep Hastings up there. Uh, just off the bat, tell me, just what's your gut? Oh, who he's... do you like for it? Oh, you mean out of all of them? Yeah. I mean, I want to I wanna blame Crumple Man. I do want to blame Crumple Man. But I feel like Crumple Man is just like an accomplice to like the main villain. You right. You know what I mean? Like Crumple Man, he... That he wouldn't have had been a part of the story if there hadn't been somebody like that was the catalyst for even starting yeah. the journey in the first Okay, place. so we'll cross Crumple Man off. But he's not a good man. No, he's a bad man. James Reed and George Donner, I mean, they're the ones who led them. Mm-hmm. That the, Those were big faux pas. Yes, I do. I think there's a lot of blame to be placed on their arrogance or impatience, whatever you uh-huh. want to call it. This like, well... We should try and save some time, um, and the, or their inability to listen to yeah. their wives or other people with reason, <laughs> being like, maybe we should go the route that we know works. So I think there's a lot of blame, but I don't know. Like they here, they would they were going west anyway, right? Right. If they had not heard about this shortcut, they would have just gone the regular way. Yeah. So it could have been different. Maybe they still would have left late and something else would have happened and then they would have still eaten each other in the mountains. But in theory, if they had just gone the regular way, they could, they would have gotten there in time. Although I will say this, the tardiness really bothers me. Sure. The fact that they were so late and ill-prepared, um, it really bothers me. So I'm going to keep them up there along with Hastings sure. because he was a real dirtbag. Yeah, I think um, Hastings is a big I think we can cross off the first sicko zombie because he was just hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keysburg kind of went mad, so we can cross him off. He's a bit of a victim. Um, right, circumstantial. I don't, I, the media, I get it, and I like. <laughs> the media, I like. But the media, did, yeah, I, yeah. You know, it, it's you a have bit to make your stress. own decisions in life. Yeah, yeah. Okay? You, can't, you can't just believe I, everything the media tells yes, you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And itchy feet. Well, you know, that's that's just something that happens. It happens. It we, happens. All, we all have. It we all in get life. itchy feet, so we'll cross that out. But Westford expansion and greed. I'm going to keep up there. I think I'm going to so. give it a. Okay, we can't just give percentages, right? Okay. I, I feel is like the goal to pick like one. Yeah, we thing. have to. We have to get to, to the bond. Who's yeah. going to jail? Yeah. In in heaven or hell, wherever they are. Mm. Okay, you go first, Clayton. Pick one. This is like my. Your answer, final answer. Okay, I'll say right now, just quick debate. It's definitely between Hastings and Westward Expansion slash American Greed. I think that's <laughs> really like because. I feel like the Donner party would not have ended up where they were if it wasn't for a person like Hastings who was trying to make a quick buck off innocent people and 
clearly misleading people because he hadn't gone on the journey himself. Right. Nor and, and he or he'd done half of the trail without wagons. Yeah, so that to me is like he's your just your your classic bad guy. Yeah. So I I'm gonna say Hastings who was heavily influenced by his own American thirst for greed and money. But Hastings is my guy. You know what? I got to agree with you. He was, he's just a classic bad guy. Yeah. And uh, yes, a westward expansion is part of it, but Hastings also like just himself. I, I bet you without westward expansion, he still would have done something yeah, he as would dirty have gotten as that. In there somehow. <laughs> okay, well that settles it. Lanford Hastings circa Westward Expansion is going to the Alarmist Jail. See ya, Hastings. No water for you. Only raw legs. <laughs> Clayton, thank you so much for helping me. You know, get to the bottom of who's to blame for the Donner Party. You know, uh, you out of anyone I would trust to go out west with thank you for having me and thank you for trusting me on this very sensitive timely subject yes. <laughs> vote for who you think is to blame at thealarmistpodcast.com and don't be alarmed if it takes you to Facebook they're linked next week we've got another American tragedy the Beatles break up so if you're thinking Yoko uh-uh I think you better listen Powered by ACAST.